Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Hextech Heroes. My name is Laughing Mage, and joining me, as always, are your favorite podcaster minions. Guys, let's say hello. Hey, y'all. It's Susan. How you doing? What's poppin', uh, boys? There's <laughs> 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 micro. Yeah, that was, a good one. that was a good one, Micro. I, I like know. that. I like What's that. What's poppin', boys? Let's keep that energy the entire episode. I'm trying. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm physically incapable of doing that. Unlike. I have a naturally monotone voice. So. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe we will surprise ourselves as we get further into this episode of Hextech Heroes because we're back again. It's another end of the week for League of Legends, and there has been some stuff that happened, some pretty cool things going on in the world of League of Legends, and and some some news that have broken out recently. Um, excuse me. With that being said, though, before we get into all that cool League of Legends stuff, let's just talk about our weeks. Let's jump into our first segment, guys. Ketchup XP. Guys, who wants to go first? Y'all can take it. I may as well. Um, we're recording this a day late because it's probably going to happen like once a month, but there's, they do a little Warhammer tournament at my local store that I go to play. Um, I did okay. There were nine people who went. I got fourth. Uh, with a new rules rule set that they just released, is kind of nice. So I had a lot of fun. Went and played more Warhammer today. A three thousand point game, which is like one and a half times the normal size. Okay. Um, other than that, not too much. I mean, I played League. I haven't been playing. I got my placements done. I think I ended gold to something lower half of LP. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> I think it was five nice. and one last time we recorded. Yeah. <laughs> the funny story is I ended my place since five and five. <laughs> Perfect split. Balance. My, my mental is unbreakable. I was, I was just laughing. That's it's kind of funny at that point. Like I can't even can't even be upset. Um, I wish I had that same attitude. I mean, I do sometimes. But... Yeah, I, it's totally like when it's like. Like it was four games in a row. Four games in a row isn't too bad. When it's like ten plus games in a row, then I start to lose it. Yeah, but like if you invest ten games of League of Legends of time out of your day, yeah, that's gonna be a substantial loss. Yeah, because it was my whole morning just to lose four games. It did feel a little Fuck. bad, but I, a singe main. I had to learn singe by inting. Not a lot faces me anymore. <laughs> so, um, just another Tuesday. Yeah, it's just another Tuesday. Lose four games in a row. No biggie. You know. What I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just been playing Norms with friends this week. Nothing much in terms of league. That's pretty much it for me. Uneventful week. Nice, nice. Well, I guess I'll go. Um, I've been kind of switching between league and uh, Warhammer Dark Tide. I've been playing a lot of Dark Tide. The game is really addicting. I've um I switched from the Zealot class to the um what is it, the Psyker class, or I just made a new character. And it's the gameplay is so so much fun uh on that class. Um and then for League, just been playing Norms, really. Just having fun with homies. Played some ARAM recently. Uh I don't normally do that, <laughs> but so it was a new experience, but um, 
Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. I haven't really been up to much other than like working stuff. All right. Well, for me, in that case, uh, my week has been a week. It happened. Definitely occurred. Uh, I don't know. I played a lot of League of Legends like I do every week. I played some ranked. I actually did really well this week so far in ranked. I think I've actually only lost like one ranked game so far this week, uh, which is a big change hey. from last week when I was just in it was just like win a game in league of legends <laughs> impossible an existential challenge. crisis yeah it was a literally Snapchat group you were just wanted to die it, it was awful it was God, yeah it's like i've been working so hard it feels i've been there before that shit sucks yeah i'm still there to be honest but like i'm I wanna, still there ah <laughs> uh, uh, i won a bunch <laughs> of really good games today i honestly i fucking tested the fates today because like i played three ranked games i won all three of them the first game hey. i literally played as soon as i woke up and it was like Honestly, it was doing really well. Like, I picked Vi, and I was... I, I, I literally only ever pick Vi if it's good for the composition. And I picked Vi, and it we were doing really well. I was, like, 3-0. and And then, like, their en- the enemy top laner just DC'd randomly. Like, he wasn't even getting, like, shit on or, like, rage quit or anything. He just, like, DC'd. So I got a free 23 LP. So that Bro, you not- got my teammates. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I, was, I'm not, I was not too... I was not unhappy about that. Um, but then I decided to test the fate, and I played a little bit... Lo- uh, a little bit more play another game that game uh i picked uh viego and we almost threw but we won the game anyways because we were just that far ahead but like when we were loading it once we had loaded into the game our top laner said oh yeah by the way i'm first timing lilia and i'm playing for fun i was like okay that is an attitude to have that is something that you chose to do um he didn't get shit on he kind of actually just didn't do anything the entire game like the most he the most he impacted the game was he gave the enemy Silas his ult, and like that was it. That that was like he it was more impactful for the enemy team to have Lilia's ultimate than for us to have Lilia, which I guess isn't a horrible thing because like they just didn't do much, so they didn't and they didn't, like run it down. Like they were just kind of in top lane. Um, yeah, I don't know, but they were there and we won the game, so that's what matters. Uh, and then my last mm. game of the day because I decided to test fate one more fucking time. Um, I got into the game. I picked Kane this time. Because it looked like a good cane angle. Um, and honestly, the game was going fine for me. But my mid laner was just this super overly aggressive Vex. Who also, by the way, brought Grasp of the Undying. Um, it was Grasp of the Undying Vex mid versus an Irelia. And they were just giga pushing this Irelia under turret. And they fought the Irelia under their turret and died for first blood so irelia got first blood and just shit on the vex because she overextended and then as soon as vex got back to lane she got ganked by the by the enemy jungler because she had pushed all the way into the irelia's tower without flash again and died and then she pinged me like it was my fault that she pushed all the way into the tower and then didn't back up um and then she did it like a, a few more times and she was like pinging and trying and like trying to talk shit to me and i muted them like pretty instantly and i just kind of ignored that they were there but i was not I was the only person to mute them apparently because my top laner was like, dude, like, what is your problem? Like, what is your fucking damage? Like, we're winning this game. We're fine. All you need to do is not die as much. Um, the mute tool is a godsend. It's probably. honestly, it's not, it's, it's pretty good. Um, the uh, interface menu. Yeah, I guess speaking of toxicity, my fucking ranked games have been so bad. I yeah, showed insane. you guys that one time. It was three minutes into the game and slurs were being thrown. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I hate, bad. I hate the league community sometimes. Yeah, it's definitely not ideal all the time, for sure. Sometimes it's great. Um, 
but yeah, I uh, I won that game anyways, even with the inting uh, overly aggressive Vex, because I played Kane and I got fed, and I was able uh, to 1v9 as Rost, and that's all that really needed to happen, because I could just kill the Irelia if I wanted to. Um, so that was fun. But other than that, I've just been playing a lot of games with my team, Sector 7. Uh, LBLCS, we have to lock our rosters next month, and our season starts in the spring. And I'm actually up for promotion in the team for team captain, which is pretty cool. Yes, um, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, although I am the newest person to the team. So I did tell them that, like, hey, uh, I'm totally down for being team captain. Like, it's something that I would want because I feel like I personally do the best when I'm performing in a leadership role. Like, that's just kind of how I've always played League. Uh, it's, it's more like a, like a shot caller and a facilitator and, and sort of talking talking our way through games. Um, and I, but I did tell the, the coaches and like, Hey, like I am interested in this. This is something that I want, but I, I also understand. And I recognize that I'm the newest person to the team. And I've been with the team the shortest amount of time. And there are other people here. And if they aren't, if they don't think that I should have the, you know, the team captain position because of like my tenure, then on it, then I'm willing, I'm fully willing to like step back and, and respect their decision to to not want me as their team captain and i'll let them take the take the reins for it or whatever uh just just out of just like because i wouldn't want that because like if i wanted to be team captain on a team that i've been with for a little while and somebody new came in and they also were up for it like i wouldn't necessarily i would feel kind of shafted <laughs> if somebody else just kind of took it from under me after being with the team for a while so yeah, I was, I, yeah so i was like yeah I, i'm totally like i want the team to have the final say even if the coaches think it's the right decision, I want everyone on the team to be comfortable with it. Uh, uh, you know, uh, because if they aren't comfortable with it, then that could lead to you know issues in the team, and that's obviously sure. not good. Um, but other than that, I've been watching a lot of League of Legends because a lot of the pro scene has started up, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But other than that, yeah, that's been my week. That's it, really. Just a lot of League of Legends stuff. League. But with that being said, we can jump into our first topic of the night then, which is that, you know, kind of bleeding from my uh, my uh, catch-up XP, is that the LEC had their start, uh, which was really fun. I I, uh, I watched the premiere of LEC, and it was really fun. There are a lot of really interesting teams this year, some interesting storylines going on. Obviously, I think the big one that a lot of people are looking at is Reckless is making his return to the LEC, one of the greatest um, Western... AD carries, you know, one of the best players that Europe has ever produced. Reckless has returned to the LEC, and not only and beyond that, he has returned to uh, Fnatic, the team that he has won the most titles on. Uh, so that's pretty interesting. And other than that, there's a couple of other things like Yankos, after being on G2 for so fucking long, is no longer on G2. He's on a team called Heretics, and Odawamne, okay. who was the top laner for the uh, LEC champions and first seed going into Worlds last year was removed from uh, his team, uh, formerly known as Rogue, now known as Koi. Uh, so he is on a new team called Excel. And so there's a little bit of like, ooh. Like he said there's like there's, there's no bad blood, but like the storyline is like, oh yeah, he got kicked from the team. So maybe he's going to go back for his revenge against like the first seed of LEC from last year and, and his replacement. Uh, and then there's been a couple of really interesting premieres. So Bo has been premiering from the LPL, I believe, and uh, Evie is, uh, made his premiere from the LJL. 
and a couple of other players actually but the, i think those are the major storylines oh yeah and like han sama's back at, in, in lec from na and just that entire g2 roster is looking pretty nasty um but lec kicked off and so far we're two days in it's been kind of a banger to be honest it's it's been pretty interesting watching these teams play um <clears throat> spoilers if you haven't watched lec you should go watch the vods now but holy fuck man i'm a fanatic fan i really want this fanatic roster to do well i love these boys i think they're great holy fuck did they throw their game on saturday oh my fucking god they had like a 5k gold lead and fucking mountain soul and they still ended up losing and i was like there's no fucking way what? man that's Ain't not no possible way. I was, I was honestly, I was so pissed. I was so upset. I'm pretty sure I saw something on Twitter about that. Dude, I, it was... I'm pretty sure I saw somebody post, uh, man, I can still run it down. I can run it down and still win. Yeah, this yeah, yeah, that was perks. Great. That was perks. Because it was, they, okay, yeah. Yeah, because they, they were, were playing against, against Vitality, right? Or Vitality, that's what yeah. So So Vitality is like, I it has been in the past known as like a super team, and they've been like, I would say overestimated in the LEC. Like, last year especially, they were like... Basically, everyone thought that they would be the best team ever, and they ended up going 9-9, and they didn't even make Worlds, right? Oh uh, so, like, basically, Team Liquid from last year was Vitality in the LEC, right? Super team that just did not do well. Um, but holy fuck. So, on Vitality, basically, basically what happened in the Fnatic game is Perks just fucking sprinted it as hard as he possibly could, and it just didn't end up mattering because Fnatic just threw, like, three team fights and lost the game. Um, but I will bad. say, Vitality's top jungle look insane. So Photon and Bo, who made their premieres in the LEC, holy god, these guys look fucking crazy. They look really fucking good. This Bo, like, I, I honestly, Bo didn't really impress me the first game. Um, he, I think he's playing Graves. It was all right, but the, his next game, the game that he played today, he was re he kind of went hard, like fucking X Games mode. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Um, and Photon, honestly, was just dragging fucking Vitality's corpse across the finish line in that last game on Saturday. So, definitely a, definitely were, a banger, I would say. What um, were the first two sets that we caught? Uh, we watched... Oh, fuck. What did we watch? I think we watched... I remember G2 was the second team. Yeah, we watched G2 second versus... Oh, fuck. I don't remember what the games were. Wait, what was it? <laughs> yeah. Shit, I have but... to remember the schedule. Um, I enjoyed those games. They were pretty... I don't remember them being one-sided or not. I remember the second set might have been... It was G2 versus XL. Yeah. Well, we watched G2 versus XL, and then I think we watched... What was the second game of that day? Did you watch the Heretics game? Or... No, you watched the BDS game, right? I that... watched the first two sets, and then the third one I couldn't catch. I think you watched the BDS game, because BDS had a fucking Exodia comp, and then they fucking shat the bed. Yeah, they and gave they just... them every counterpick yeah. possible in the world. And, and they then they still, still fucking lost. Yeah, I, I remember that one. Oh my god. You were appalled by some drafts while we were watching. It was kind of oh, crazy. It was fucking disgusting. <laughs> it was just like, who, who, why, man? I don't even know. <laughs> Um, but LEC started, it's been pretty interesting to watch so far. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see who wins LEC this year. I posted my, uh, like my tier, my LEC tier list in, in our discord. Um, 
let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Yeah, so I had, so quick, quick, I am a Fnatic fan. I would say Fnatic is my favorite team from EU. So I had, I have them second, and I have G2 first. I have Vitality third. I have Koi fourth. I have XL fifth. Mad Lion sixth. Then Heretics and SK. Then Astralis and then BDS. Right. So that's how I have it, like, uh, on my tier list in terms of how strong I think the teams are going to be. Uh. But if I'm being entirely honest to myself, like, Fnatic should probably be A tier, and, like, Koi should probably be S tier, uh, but I'm just a Fnatic fanboy, and I guess you could say I'm a Koi hater, but um, it, it's going to be an interesting year. And I will say this, though. This this G2 team looks pretty fucking nasty. Like, they Here's look really the good. Uh, it's Broken Blade, Yike, Caps, Hansama, and Mickey X. Um, I actually recognize all those names for somebody who doesn't really watch, or who hasn't caught up with the LC, LEC in a while. That's yeah. it. It's it's looking pretty pretty strong. Yike kind of just came out swinging yesterday and just did not slow down. Like I think he inted first blood, but he kind of just came back and just carried the game anyways. And like Hell the yeah. scariest thing about this is that like Caps low key just like looks like the worst player on g2 right now and that's not to say that caps has gotten any worse it's everybody else around him has gotten so much fucking better like everybody else on g2 looks like they step like 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 they're a step above how they've played in the past it is really interesting uh like hansama looks like a fucking monster this year i guess because like he did not look that way last year on tl and honestly i'm kind of pissed about it kind of pissed that he couldn't perform in na and now he goes back to eu and he's just shitting on all these kids but you know whatever man whatever um, Had to do it to him. yeah i guess i guess for the bag for the bag um but it's gonna be an interesting year to follow lec i think if i were to pick like if i were to pick a team that i would want to win i would want either heretics or mad lions to win uh because i like fanatic as an organization as far as the players on their team i only really care about like Razork and Humanoid I guess I, I I don't care I think Rex is fine I think Reckless is cool I think Wonder is a good player like I like I appreciate them from a from like a player standpoint like they're obviously good at the game but in terms of like how much I care about them as a player like uh, like outside of the game it's really only like Razork and Humanoid um but for like Mad Lions like Alioya, Niski, Karzi like I want to see Hillisong like just win for no reason whatsoever off of Fnatic just to shove it to them show them that like yeah he is good enough like he like fuck you guys for for kicking me off of the team (laughs) um um, and then as far as I want heretics to do well because first of all I really like Evie I think Evie's really cool I and obviously I'm a huge fan of Yankos like I really like deeply appreciate Yankos Yankos is awesome yeah like I, I think he's incredible and I really would like to see him do well, even if it means he's not on G2. But yeah, definitely recommend looking at uh, watching the LEC this year. It's going to be a banger for sure. Yeah, I look forward to catching more games. Uh, they play on um, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And for those who aren't aware, they do have a different format than other regions where they are doing like this it's broken up into three splits now where I think it's top eight, top six and top four. And that's how it's broken up. So like the top eight from this split 
move on to the next split. So two teams get removed from the series, and then the top. So uh, then the top six. So two more teams get removed, and then two more teams, and then it, the last quote unquote tournament is like best of five tournaments between all four teams. Okay, okay. I feel like I catch those games more often because I'm more like liable to sit down and watch mm-hmm. on weekends. Oh, for sure. Because like when I come home from work, I'm like I'm either doing one <laughs> thing or I'm going to bed. <laughs> I've been in the habit <laughs> recently of getting home from work and just fucking going to bed like almost immediately. Yeah. That 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 shit's rough. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that I think a lot of NA fans are gonna end up catching LEC this year because it's like <laughs> the schedule. Had a pretty good time for us, honestly. Um, yeah, on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, people are free. Um, but beyond that, let's we can move on to our next team chat topic, which is the LCS responds. To fan backlash. Oh my god. They they responded to fan backlash, guys. That's crazy. How is that possible? Um so basically what happened is there have been a lot of a lot of um there's been a lot of backlash about the LCS recently, just just in general. There there have been a lot of issues regarding like the time and um the, the, the time that it's starting, the days that it's starting on, and just the overall feeling around the LCS. So recently, Travis Gafford did an interview with John Needham and uh, Nas, who are like the heads of esports over at Riot Games for LCS. And he just kind of talked to them about like, yeah, he, he, he people are not happy about this. What's going on here? And like, what can we expect from you guys in the future? And basically... <clears throat> What ended up happening is in the interview they said that, well, we understand that people are upset, and so we're going to make a, a couple of decisions to try and fix this. One of the decisions is that the LCS is no longer going to be starting at 12 p.m. PST or 3 p.m. EST. It is going to be starting at 2 p.m. and 5 p.m., uh, which is significantly better, I think, Our all around for NA. <laughs> Yeah, like even like it's definitely a lot better on the East Coast. I would say the West Coast. There's still going to be some struggles, but overall, I think it's definitely better. Just that two-hour change is going to be so helpful for viewership and just for overall sure. enjoyment for North American fans. Um, and I think another big thing that that was being asked about was like, hey, so a lot of people have been feeling this idea that maybe you guys don't care about League of Legends, you don't care about the LCS, and you've been trying to push the product into the ground by making these sort of bad decisions and not elaborating um, about them. <laughs> so what what's the deal with that? And they just kind of reassured Travis and, 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 you know, I guess all the viewers that like, no, we do care about LCS. It is important to us. It is, uh, you know, it was our first ever region it is has been historically our third highest viewership and second highest uh sponsorship growth region. Although recently we have seen a downturn in viewership and sponsorship revenue. And so these changes are supposed to help us uh gain some of that ground back, right? 
Okay. <clears throat> Which I think is fair. I mean, like, that is I, that is basically the statement that everyone has been anticipating anyways. That, like, yeah, no, we do care about the region, and it's for our, its own good that we're making these decisions. Like, we all kind of expected that that's kind of the direction that they would talk about things. Um, I think it's just more of the fact that we wanted more communication about it, right? It's, it's, it's the fact that they gave us these communications before they went on their two-week winter break, and we didn't hear anything from them, and there was nobody to have an open conversation with about it. So everybody was upset about the, the, the decisions that felt like nothing, like it wasn't even up for discussion. Right. And they basically said, yeah, we realized that we fucked up and we're going to try to communicate better. We're going to try to do more in the future for you, the fans and, and, and get this information out to you a little bit easier. Um, and, 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 like, the first step to that was changing the times back to, well, not back to, but to a more convenient time for everyone in the uh, North American hemisphere. Yeah, I think they, they're definitely backpedaling a lot from yeah. what they've been doing, and they've just been pushing stuff out, um, I guess, to kind of make up for the, the time off, but... I I think they should, and what they're doing is that they're listening to people now, and they're implementing on that change, so I think from the beginning they should have listened to people, and then, like, made the changes that they were trying to go for, um, but, like, yeah, everything did feel, like, really, really sudden in, in the, the changes that they made, and I I just don't know how I feel about um not necessarily forgiving them but just like how I feel about Riot in general because I don't I don't know if they are genuine towards League right now because it really it don't feel like it. So what it yeah I was gonna say that's exactly what it doesn't feel like right now. Yeah, and it, it, and it's felt like that for a minute and like it, it took me a while to realize and I said to Mage once I was I think I was just like. Yo, it feels like they're just kind of shafting everybody and not saying anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really weird. And, yeah, I don't know. That's just... It, it doesn't make a good environment. And you know and you know, League fans and, like, just the League community in general is, like, like when they want change, they want it quick, you know? Mm -hmm. So when you, when you make a change like this, everybody immediately has negative reception. Um... Like they, you gotta respond fast, or you can't just go straight up radio silence. Yeah, I agree. I, I it, yeah. it definitely, in in the past couple of weeks, it's definitely felt like Riot has been pretty negative. Not even necessarily negative, but they've just been sort of unfeeling negligent. towards League of Legends. Yeah, negligent. That's the word. Uh, they feel very <laughs> negligent towards League, and 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 they don't really care about. Ooh the game or its growth and they just care about you know what most companies care about which is money which you know money. sure fine valid you get the fucking bag i don't give a fuck but don't like, make it so obvious though because that's yeah because like we'll fucking like we sniff that shit out pretty easily as fans but i i i respect them making public statements i do still hate the fact that it had to get to this point this definitely feels yeah. like something that should not have happened in the first place but hopefully they have learned from these mistakes 
and they know that their community is extraordinarily passionate and vocal, and we are not afraid to drag Riot's name through the fucking mud to get what we want, especially if it's, like, something of this scale. Uh, and they it, it does seem pretty genuine that they are working towards making the LCS a better pro uh, a product and will be working towards its success in the future, and they aren't really giving up on it. So I, I will say that. Yeah. I, it it really did feel like for a while they were just pushing out a bunch of skins, and not really yeah. like looking at the game and what was going on and like people's like feedback and stuff. Um, I had a point, but it's kind of lost now. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all good. So, are, are we all set on talking about those LCS changes, then? Yeah. I think so. Alright. In that case, we can move on to the last topic that we have for Team Chat. Not a whole lot of news this week, but the last topic that we have for yeah. Team Chat is that, unfortunately, Champions Q is not being played very much in North America. So, on the positive end of Champions Q, uh, EU is going to be getting a Champions Q, which is going to be super fucking fun to watch. Obviously, everyone's going to really enjoy that. Good for them. Mm -hmm. I'm very happy that we get to see it because I think this is something that should be in other regions as well, not just North America. However, big fucking bummer that North American pros and amateurs are not fucking playing Champions Q. Now, I get it. It was released at the beginning of the ranked season, so everybody's on that solo queue grind. Everybody's trying to rank up as fast as possible. A lot of people are doing, like, race to rank one challenges, race to challenger challenges and stuff. So, yeah, good on you. But, like, holy fuck, guys, please. Like, I I don't think there's a single person in the entirety of North America, maybe even in the world, that thinks that Champions Q is a bad idea. There's nobody in this world that thinks that, like, it's better off not being played. Everybody wants people to play Champions Q. Everybody wants to watch people play Champions Q. It is probably one of the most entertaining North, like, North, it's one of the most entertaining League of Legends products ever. In my opinion, at least. Champions Q is super fun to watch. You get to meet a whole bunch of players. You get to learn things about people beyond just what we hear in, like, the the the, the little blurbs that you get when you watch the, 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 the broadcast, right? You get to actually hear what the players are saying and what they're like in-game itself. And that can give you a lot of, like, a lot of information as to who you want to be a fan of. And I think that that's really important. It's, it's a reason why a lot of people want pros to stream. Watching a pro stream the game is a really good way of getting an idea, like a like an inside look at their personality and who they are outside of the game, even when they are just playing the game. It's a reason why a lot of people have grown a fandom around certain players is because either there's been, you know, other content produced by organizations that are giving you an insight into players' lives, or the players themselves are just streamers and they enjoy playing the game on stream and showing other people what it's like, right? That's true. <laughs> I watch, like, certain players that are on teams just because of them. And, like, I enjoy watching them and I'm a fan of them. Yeah. Yeah, and... and... I think Champions Q is a really interesting thing. I think it's really cool. It's very exciting. And I just want more people to play it, man. Like, I think we've gone, like, four days, and there have been no Champions Q games or something like that. And that's kind oh. of absurd. It, 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 yeah. it's, just hasn't be, it's just not being played day after day after day. Yeah, no, I, I do agree. I really like the, the Champions Q environment. Like, seeing those, those big brains, the minds, like, it's, like, <laughs> kind of like watching... If you ever watch basketball, they don't normally just like 
watching league they don't normally have the mics on the players but then like they'll do a little snapshot of like mic up i think is what they call it and like they'll have the 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 players calling their their plays and whatnot like while they're on the on the court mm-hmm. and it's like it, you're watching that the entire time yeah. and it's like when you get that little snippet of like, so it in the commercial it's like i want this i want more you know it's like you get that the whole time and you <clears throat> you get like a live thought process depending on the streamer of like builds or why they're going a certain champion or certain runes or stuff like that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's just sad. It's just sad to see that there aren't a lot of people playing it because we aren't getting those insights. We're not getting those sort of, uh, you know, that, that sort of inside look at what, what, what and why they're doing what they're doing, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um... But that's really it as, as far as as far as news goes. It's been not super uh not a super busy week in as far as news is uh news is concerned. Um so that means that we can just move into the all chat segment, which is oh surprise, we have nothing. Guys, somebody somebody I'd say this every week. Somebody else tell them how they can contact us. Tell them how they can get in contact to get on our on, on our all chat. Maybe maybe it's me, guys. Maybe me telling them well, isn't good enough. <laughs> well, you can contact either Major Eye on Twitter. I'm not sure if TJ has a Twitter yet, or if they're going to get one. Save but plug it. Nah, you're good. Um, but you can contact me. I think it gets at hh underscore micro. Uh, that's what I go by on Twitter. I don't know Mages. Is it Laughing Mage TFG? It's Laughing Mage Lol. Laughing Mage Lol. That's what it is. Um, there's that. There's also our email, which I also unfortunately forgot. I think it's hextechheroes at gmail.com. Is that that is correct. All right. I have it right. I'm you got it. You got it. You did a great job. You did a great job, especially for me just <laughs> dropping it on you randomly and telling you to fucking just do it. So good job. I mean, <laughs> hey, bro. I, I know the email at least because I've thought about actually just making one to just fucking send us <laughs> oh something, my God. something for the segment. Guys, oh send one. I'm going to cry if you don't. Guys, you're so gonna make Micro might. and Goober cry. You can't and do Goober. this. And yeah, Goober, Goober's the gonna cat. That's Harris. Goober the cat. Yeah, Goober's our number one fan. <laughs> oh my god! Well, yeah, if you guys want to see Goober, come to my Twitter. That's we'll true. Make him cry. Oh my god! And so, and while you're there at the Twitter, you know, you follow me, send me a question. I'll bring it up on this on this section of the podcast. Hopefully, we'll see. Hopefully. <laughs> Okay, well, with that being said, I think that's all we have for the uh, the all chat section, so we can move on to our next section, which is slash FF. And as always, guys, FF does not mean forfeit here. Instead, it means for fun, where we get to talk about some fun things happening in the League of Legends world that aren't necessarily uh, just you know, long enough, big enough topics for us to talk about uh, in our team chat segment. So with that being said, guys, who here has a uh, slash FF that they would want to talk about? Anyone? Um, do you have one? I, I have one. I can, I can make one up around the spot. I don't know. I've been really enjoying Quinn recently. I know you guys have seen it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Quinn is... I love her right now. She feels great. Um, I don't know. I've been, I've been, I've been 
just abandoning my roots as a singed main. I've been playing huh. range top laners recently in general. That shit's fun. <laughs> um, He's turned to the dark side, guys. You're welcome have... to flame him on Twitter. Yeah, go to my Twitter. You know, send a, send me a message. chat. <laughs> <laughs> Play me on Twitter so you can send me a message. There we go. <laughs> that sounds about right. Let's go. No, but like when I really enjoy that playstyle. There's I don't know. I've been enjoying a lot of ranged shit recently. I feel bad about it, but I also don't. But that's my for fun. I mean, it's simple. You got to do what you got to do to get those W's. Yes, this is true. Also have fun. <laughs> Also have fun. Yeah, also yeah. fun. Yeah, 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 sure, 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 whatever. But like, it's really there for oh getting the W's. God. No. <laughs> Don't abandon what this is all about. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll talk about mine. Um, <clears throat> not necessarily a rest in peace, but might not see it for a while. But Jock Show Zeri, <laughs> you were, your, your service was appreciated. Um,. I think in a few days, I'm not sure, I'm pretty sure it's this week in quotation mark because tomorrow's Monday, but um, the new patch is going to come out, hopefully the, I'm not sure if the new patch, wait, if it, is it going to have the, the IE and Navori changes? Yes. Okay, so yeah, um, probably not going to see Jock Zeri for a while, I don't think. Unless, I, I think they're also making changes to Jock Show. So you might not see it ever again because we're going to be building crit every game now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this shit's going to be great. Yeah, I think people were building crit to begin with, and I'm just a psychopath that doesn't like getting. <laughs> um, hey, man. I mean, when you see Jack Show and what it does, why buy anything else right now? That's valid. <laughs> That's a good point. See, this I is what I switched to it on Sims, bro. It's like, There's why a fucking play on Quinn, I guess. ADC items when I can just build <laughs> the Giga Chad top laner items. <laughs> For real. But yeah, hopefully the new changes bring ADC up to speed with everybody else. Um and it'll be awesome. Hitting a two item power spike. Yeah, that's, I think that's the intention of the change, right? We're supposed to be Absolutely. the two item power it's, spike. It's supposed to be that two item power spike. ADCs are gonna be Because it feels like they come on more. way too late. Yeah, they're gonna be way more Way, way more powerful earlier, uh, which means for me as a jungler is I'm either playing Kindred or I am ganking bot lane at every fucking opportunity that I can go to bot lane. But with that being said, I guess I can jump into my four fun segments. And my four fun segments basically split into two parts. So <laughs> I've been kind of thinking about it all week. Is uh, So I have, I have my top five streamers slash YouTubers that i that make content uh around like informative league of legends and then i have my top five streamers slash youtubers that make just for fun content for league of legends and it it when i was thinking about this idea it kind of reminds me of those like those clickbait ads are like five characters in avatar the last airbender that can beat katara and five that never will be able to like that's kind of what it feels like when i was making this list it's like five informative and five non-informative like streamers <laughs> for League of Legends, but uh, basically I made like my top five. I don't really have them in any particular order. These are just like my five favorites that I kind of always go back to. So for informative League of Legends, this is where I go to to learn things. I get information from them. I can I feel like I can ask them questions, and this, they're they're pretty what? Are this is 
wow i could speak english um is this like strictly in-game content or are we talking stuff that is like league documentaries that maybe somebody like gbay 99 no so this is just like strictly they're playing in the game i can talk to them about why they're building something why this is strong why they're doing this and stuff like that right because i guess gbay would fall under the for fun content then because it's more yeah like like league documentaries and like i i would say like um like co like co-casting like uh co-streaming content like that's different right that that all goes in a different section for me because otherwise, it's supposed to be. It would probably look a little bit different, um, but yeah, for for like informative content for like how to play the game, where I can ask questions and get more information. Uh, my top five would be uh, Broxa, Mister Broxa. I'm I really wish he was on a team, literally anywhere in the world. Holy fuck, this guy is so smart and he's so fucking good at jungle. Holy god, and, and he also makes it very entertaining as well. He, he's he's just an incredible streamer, an incredibly kind person, and I highly recommend checking him out if you've never watched his content before. I love Brox. I like watching him. Yeah, I love Brox. He's, awesome. he's a fucking he's a fucking king, bro. Um, I also have Whippo. I fucking love Whippo. Oh, Big whips, yes. wide Whippo. This man, first of all, super fucking smart about the game. Super communicative to his entire like fan base. Everybody who eats like he's constantly reading chat. He's constantly explaining what he's doing in 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 game. Like if he fucks something up, he he, he explains how he fucked it up, why it's important, and what he could have done better. And, and he's doing all this while he's streaming and playing the game, and he's doing it while fucking winning games, too. Like, every time he does something good or bad, he's always explaining why it's good, why it's bad, and what he could have done better even if he did do something good. Like, he, he's always talking about, like, min-maxing League of Legends, and he's so smart and so communicative, and he's so kind to to everybody who's watching his stream and listening to him. Uh, next would be Pole Belter. I mean, he's the fucking biggest IQ in the LCS. This guy's fucking mega smart. I don't know, man. He's, first of all, one of the best fucking players in North America. The fact that he's not on a team is absolutely fucking criminal as well. Like The fact that these guys are not on teams is fucking criminal. Let me just put it that way. These guys don't have teams. They're not on fucking teams, and I'm I'm absolutely fucking livid about it. Um, Pole Belter, just super smart player. Uh, he's always talking about, like, when he's doing something, he's, he usually goes quiet, but he, like, he does something, it fucking boggles your mind, and then he explains to you what, what he just did. And it's it's so incredible watching this guy play League of Legends. It's fucking absurd. Uh, next is Mike Young. Uh, this guy is probably one of the smartest junglers I've ever watched in my life. He is just... His pathing is so fucking good, and it's so interesting watching this guy play the game. And he isn't always necessarily talking to his, like, chatters, but he's usually playing, like, flex games with his friends. And, like, he mm. himself is, like, an, he's been challenger, like, every single year he's played League of Legends. And he was a professional player for a little while on TSM, and he's playing on a university team right now as he's finishing up his degree. He's really, really good at the game. And yeah, he's not good. always talking to his chat, but he's always talking to his teammates in game. He's communicating, like, what he's doing, why he's doing it to them. And in a lot of ways, it's it's given me a lot of direction of what I need to do when I'm talking to my team uh, as a jungler and how I need to communicate and path and stuff like that. And then finally, number five, uh, Biofrost. I fucking love Biofrost. Bio Daddy. This guy Dude. is, like, one of the kindest Bio. people in the league community. One of the best support players in the history of the LCS. He has cracked out of his fucking mind. 
super entertaining, super fun to watch, while also being super informative. And, like, even when he would, like, there was one time where, like, somebody asked him to, like, talk about why he was playing Lux, how he was playing Lux, and, like, why he was doing certain things. And, like, it's Lux. Like, Lux gameplay is not overly complicated, but he was doing it anyways. He was, like, laughing about it because it's kind of ridiculous talking about, like, okay, well, he's going to go up for this minion. I'm going to harass him when he goes up for this minion. I'm going to throw my E. My E is going to land. If I can go for the auto, I, I might. I might not have to go for the auto. It's like laughing about it the entire time because he's just playing fucking Lux, man. It's not that complicated, but he made it, he made it informative and he had a good time doing it. And I love watching bio. He's so much fun. And then for my, <laughs> my five, four fun streamers that I watch because they're silly, goofy and have a good time playing the game. Uh, I have number one, I have Sanchovies. This man is yes. a fucking gremlin. He's fucking crazy. I don't know, man. He's like mentally deranged, but he's a fucking top laner and he's having a good time, man. Like watching him going, matters. what? That's all that matters. Yeah, it's all that matters, man. He's he, he's just fucking. He's playing either Camille or running it down. Like he's having a good time. Um, he's just really funny to watch. He the way he communicates to like the people he duos with or like his chatters is just very fun, very <laughs> it's genuine, funny. It's yeah, it's very fun to watch. Uh, I, next I have the Bows. I mean, like, I never thought watching somebody int every single game would be that entertaining, but, like, the Bows makes it funny, fucking funny as fuck, man. And this Did guy is fucking hilarious. Getting... He got fucking banned. Uh, he got yeah, fucking he got banned. banned. He got two weeks he because... Banned for? He got banned for inting. For inting. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he gets his no, entire no, strategy. guys, it's good here. It's good. He, it's his entire strategy, <laughs> but like he's inting. Yeah, but like, showing his match history, and there's like four games at like 18 deaths or something. Oh yeah, oh yeah. God. All of them were on Scion too. That was the worst part. Like some of them were on like some random ass champions. They were well, not on Scion. You gotta watch the game. You got a game. You got a VOD review, dude. Yeah, yeah. You got a VOD review those ones. That <laughs> was got, tough. You got a VOD review at C. It's the Bowser. Like, oh no, it's fine, guys. It's fine. <laughs> How about we just dedicate somebody to watching his games? Yeah. <laughs> It's one person. Come on, come on. Yeah, He's true, well, true, true. Hire me, Ryan. I'll watch the boss all day long. Um, but the boss is super fun to watch. Next, I have I keep it Taco. I mean, Taco's just a funny fucking guy. He's a Gen One trick, so like, you're not gonna get the most information. Like, here's the thing: you're not gonna get the most information out of these guys in terms of like being really good at the game, because like they are really good at the game, but they're in, in, they feel like they're entertainers before they're like really good players first, right? And Taco is one of those players that is just always very funny and it's very entertaining to just watch him shit on people as Jin when he definitely should not be allowed to be shitting on these people as Jin. It just, it, it like Jin is not always a look, but he just makes it look good every time. It's very fun to watch. Every time mm -hmm. I see Taco, he makes me want to one shot or one, one trick a champion. Yeah. Yeah. He does. Like that, that, that is like He's that. So that good feeling. At Jin. He's so good at Jin. He's so, why is he so good at Jin? How can somebody be so fucking oh, good at that champion, man? You know what? I'm just going to play Jin now. Yeah, do it. Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> Fuck it. Have a good time. Talk Have a good time. Play Jin. Uh, dude, uh, next on my list of four fun streamers, I have LL Stylish. I fucking love Stylish, dude. Like, I'm so happy he's back playing mm -hmm. League of Legends. I'm I'm really happy that he worked through whatever issues he, he was going through when he had to step away That's... for a little bit. The um, Zed guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Zed. He's the face of Zed. He's a guy who goes... Brrr! Right? Yeah. Uh, he. I mean, he's been one of my favorite players to watch for a really long time. He's been my favorite Zed player really since I started watching League streamers. Because I watched a couple of other ones. Like, I watched Laceration. I watched, like, Red Mercy. 
And I was just, I never really got the same kick out of watching them as I ever did with LL Stylish, right? Stylish has always been my boy. Has always been the goat for for Zed as far as I'm concerned. Like, sure, he might not be the best Zed in the world, whatever. He's he's the best Zed in my heart. Okay. Uh, and also, every time I play Zed, I can't help it but go for him. Uh, for 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 him every time I do something good. So. And finally, for my last four fun streamer, I have Lol Electro. Now, Electro is a little bit newer to this to the scene of League streamers. He uh, started off as a TikToker posting, like, Viego clips. And he, he's mostly a Viego one-trick. But he is just a jungler. He's a pretty good jungler. I think he recently hit his peak. I think he recently peaked uh, at, like... Fuck. Was it Grandmasters? I think it's Grandmasters. It's Masters, then Grandmasters, and then Challenger, right? Yes. Don't yeah. ask me. Uh, so he recently peaked Grandmasters fucking great for him he's he like he fucking deserves it he carries his game so fucking hard and he's very entertaining when he plays a game he's very fun to listen to as he like fun he just screams and talks shit about what's going on um and then i have one honorable mention because it is both informative and also very entertaining to watch and those are the t1 highlights so t1 the lck team in korea the one that includes you know faker uh they release highly edited stream highlights of every single one of their players and each one of them has their own dedicated youtube channel as well as the t1 youtube channel overall and they just post stream highlights of them playing games and it's super fun it's super entertaining and you also get to like watch some of the best players in the entire world perform and they and they have it uh english subtitled as well so if you are a non-korean speaking person you can still watch and understand what's going on what is this called so you can do it as T1 stream highlights, but if you go to YouTube, you can also look up T1 Faker, T1 Zeus, T1 Owner, T1 Gumiyushi, and T1 Karia, and all of their channels should come up, and you should be able to find all of their videos there. Yeah, it's it, honestly, it's it's pretty short content. I think like their videos are like no longer than 10 minutes long. Like sometimes you get like a five minute video, but like the content itself is like very entertaining, very very well edited, and it's just. Like it's good. It's genuinely very high level gameplay that you can enjoy watching. Yeah, I like those. This is good. Yeah, highly recommend. But that's my four fun. I know that took a little bit longer uh, oh, than your guys's, but like I, I had, I've been thinking about that basically all week. I've been wanting to do that all week. Uh, but that brings us out of FF and into our final segment of the night, which is our basing segment, where we get to talk about our based. League of Legends takes, but instead of each one of us bringing our own base take tonight, we are instead going to be talking about one of the most controversial and ever-changing topics in League of Legends, which is role strength. So, probably one of the most heavily argued topics, one of the most overly talked about topics, one of the most annoying topics, I don't know how you want to say it, is role strength in League of Legends. Like, which role is strong, which role is weak, and how can we determine and how can we talk about this? Because I think there's a lot of perception, especially on certain roles, as to how strong or how difficult that they can be. And I think it would be a fun time to just have this conversation out right now as, as three people who play different roles. Short answer, top lane. Long answer, I'll let you take the stage. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> top lane, that's all that needs to be said. That's all that needs to be said? I don't know. Top feels strong right now. Because I have always been traditionally a top lane player. It feels like I don't even know how to play Cassante. 
but it feels like I can pick somebody like Cassante. Nobody can fuck with me late game, but I'll kill all of you eventually. And I have seen that multiple times happen to the enemy team, or happen from the enemy team, where I'm like, I'm just going to ban Cassante at this point because top lane feels strong. Fucking picks up there feel strong right now. Some better than others, like Gangplank's also a good contender. He's not a tank, obviously, but man, that fucker hurts. True. I, I want to rip my brains out playing against that guy. <laughs> I, <can't, laughs> I say that every I time I match up against him. Do what? I feel like you can't mess up Orn. Yeah, Orn's also very good. Orn at a certain point just stops taking damage. Um, with his percent health, he starts fucking hurting. It feels like it's, from at least my perspective, a carry top meta right now, and I feel like I have a little bit too much impact than I'm used to in the game at this moment. Especially as a Singed who, quite literally, like the Bows, will run it down sometimes just to get an objective. Uh, meanwhile, the enemy top laner is just like in our back lines. Playing Cassante, not taking damage, but also he yeah, he has all those offensive stats he gets yeah. from his own. Typical top laner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, how do you guys feel top lane compares to both the roles you guys play right now? I know Mage hops around roles, but he's a jungler right now. Dude, top lane's fucking dog shit. I'm not gonna lie. It's dog shit? Like, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I fucking... Really? Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. As a jungler, I've played around my top side of the map, and I've played around my bot side of the map. I have I have lost significantly more games where I've played towards my top side. Like, almost almost exclusively the games where I'm playing towards my top side are the games that I'm losing. I, I don't know what it is, but whenever I try to gank and help top lane and I get them ahead, they always end up losing anyways. Like, and, and, and weird. It, I, I don't know what it is. And it's not like they're playing, like, stupid, weak champions. Like, they're playing, like, Camille, Cassante. They're playing fucking Irelia. Like, they're playing strong champions, strong carry champs. And for whatever reason, they cannot 1v9 even when I give them whatever lead they get. Right? With that being said, I do think that top is, like, pretty strong. Obviously, they're going to be relevant because they have more gold, more XP up there. But I think overall, it's still pretty much geared towards the bot lane in the sense that, like, if I play towards top, what are my benefits for playing towards top? I get one champion that's going to be ending up pretty strong, most likely, and that role is either going to be a tank that is going to absorb damage and be a sponge a C or slash CC bot, or they can be a hard carry slash split pusher. And the advantage that I get from that side of the map is I can get access to the Herald. With that being said, the Herald is not nearly as strong as it used to be. It only takes a plate and a half of gold right now, so it does not actually crack two plates and it cannot execute towers, which fucking blows for the most part. And it feels like even when I get the Herald, losing dragons feels significantly worse because Herald is a sudden injection of gold that happens once, where dragon mm -hmm. is a continuing buff that is going to occur the rest of the game and if i'm not playing around that buff i am likely going to lose the game at some point so the games where i've been playing around top i've even when i've gotten the top laner fed they have not been able to hard carry the games where i've played towards bot lane towards an ad carry those games typically go a lot better getting an adc fed is usually a lot better of a situation for me because it does open up the map for the fact that like i can play towards dragon i can get that objective more effectively and rotating a bot laner and a support around the map is a lot more effective than, ro than rotating a single top lane around the map in most situations at, the, at least that i've found um but with that being said i think i don't think the top is the strongest role in the game that's what i'm trying to get at i don't i also don't think yeah. that bot is the strongest role in the game either i think it that feels like jungler has a lot of agency in the game right jungle now. feels like, like the like strongest role it does yeah. it just flat out feels like the strongest role in the game right now i don't think that there's much of a 
debate about it. I mean, that is coming from the fact that, like, I am a jungler and I feel like I have a lot more, er like, agency in the game than any other role that I've ever played. And I think that is just a, that is a matter of the meta. Because, like, thinking about the things that make top lane strong, right? A lot of the itemization that happens top lane, I can also itemize in the jungle, right? And the strength that, of, like, getting more XP, getting more gold, like, that's great. But, like, if I have an entire jungle to farm and if I'm an intelligent jungler that can, that can actively invade and knows how to use my priority and sides of pressure well, I can also do that. And I can create a huge advantage in the jungle that is going to set the enemy team behind significantly. Plus, having agency over the two primary objectives on the map that aren't towers is really, really important, especially pre that 20-minute mark. I agree with that. Not discrediting top and how strong they are because <clears throat> Mage made a good point saying that playing around Dragon is a lot better and that this it'll need eventually. And but top lane did receive all of these buffs, they did receive the gold change, they received what was it, three new mythics, they got their <laughs> mythic change back it definitely at the very... start of the season. Yeah, for like sure. whenever they added that, yeah. And they, they definitely felt stronger and can have arguably more impact late game is what I think top laners have the most strength in now is that they can... Top laners have the ability to solo win their lane compared to an, an, a solo AD carry. Mm -hmm. um, and they they might have, like... I don't know. It, it's just a better likelihood that they'll win their lane without help because the way that the champions work fundamentally like with their kits and stuff like that yeah and <clears throat> like coming into late game having a it, it it honestly now that i think about it would balance out because having a giga useless bot lane would be the same as having a giga useless top laner kind of because it it destroys both sides of pressure for the lane, but I think you'd be losing a lot more if you were losing your bot side of the map. <laughs> but I think it it just top lane felt really strong because of all the buffs they got. But jungle, like y'all said, has been like the ultimate deciding factor in between all of it. And um, I totally I, yeah I get where you're coming from. I see because yeah. like. I'm still, I've been playing League as much recently. I'm still living in the world where it's still the buffs that we, that top laners just got, and it's kind of fucking insane. They felt insane at the start of the season, but I see where you're coming because Jack Show has a crazy item. It's been nerfed, but it is not locked to top lane. Yeah, and if Granted, you have like it's a... great on top laners, but that's not where you're, that's not where you need to build it. I've seen mid lane, Akali, Swain, they build that shit. Yeah, um, for sure. It, they're really annoying lane items as well. Mm -hmm. But then, like, coming into, like, the... What did I just say to Mage earlier? Oh, yeah, okay, we played a game where the enemy was... I think, unironically... This was a game we were playing the 5v5. This wasn't even the game our top laner disconnected. Uh, we Our top laner was unironically 17 minutes getting their shit pushed in into our inhibitor. Huh. And it's like... There's not much your bot lane can do against that, like, 20-minute, 20, 20 like, you need to make up for X amount of gold, you know? Mm -hmm. That was also lanes. the game that I played towards top lane, too. Yeah. I exactly. played towards that top laner, and we fucking lost the entire lane. <laughs> so it's like, when you, when you put all of your resources into them like that, and they get shafted, you're fucking the rest of the map as well. Yeah. I think, I I think I'm starting to agree a little bit more for sure because 
like, like what were you saying jungler i like jungle feels strong right now i think it's i think mage is probably right you guys are probably right with jungler being because it does feel like especially if i get shafted i'm not going to have any presence but the jungler will always have a presence whether they're losing or winning like a and at least from behind i've had plenty well, of games still, where you know, like, get objectives see here i i've had plenty of the games where i'm like running it down or like i'm personally not doing very well kda wise i'm not having a huge impact in fights but like I've secured four dragons. I've I've secured both of the heralds. I've stolen yeah, and objectives, more, and I'm doing more team. as a useless player in terms of damage than the enemy jungler is, who is carrying the game with damage. Right? Mm. Like I I from behind a jungler still has a place where they are relevant, whereas other lanes do not have that same level of relevancy in most situations. So I guess what we're agreeing on is that mid lane is just the weakest fucking role in the world and needs a fucking buff. Because holy yeah. shit, guys, who the fuck cares about mid lane nowadays? Yeah, I'm I'm just, like sometimes, man. you're teleporting into my lane, like, or you're perma walking into my lane because my mid laner's shitting the bed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Mid just does not feel like it has nearly as much impact as it used to. I feel like in a meta, in a meta where like Galio TF were really, really relevant mid lane felt more important because it was getting out of lane and doing stuff like that. I think with the uptick of rise being more important, mid is going to feel more powerful, especially, um, Cassidy coming into the meta too. Yeah. Yeah. With, with more mid lane carries. Run away with them. I yeah. Think, I think mid lane's in the same spot as bot lane right now. I think mm -hmm. it's perma, perma prio and then move for your jungler. Yeah. And then get I objectives. Mm -hmm. I agree. If, I were, if, if you guys were to take the five roles in League and you were to put them in a tier list of, like, strongest to weakest, what do you think that tier list would look like? Uh, it's hard because... Bottom tier's definitely mid. Like, the bottom... Maybe not, you know, F tier or something. Maybe, like, C tier. Because they well, still feel strong yeah. at some points. Yeah, yeah. I agree um, with the point that you're saying, like, jungle is strong because they have impact beyond what the uh, lanes have. But, like, I think uh, it, it's kind of a give-and-take relationship in the game mm -hmm. where the jungler can get the lane ahead, but the lane also has to facilitate that same energy for the jungler yeah, for them to be able to play their game correctly mm -hmm. type deal. So I don't, it's just kind of like a seesaw for me. Like, well, jungle it, it, balances out every five lanes. Like, jungle's on one side and every other lane's on the other. Yeah. It's just sitting in the middle. I think that's fair. I mean, I, 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 if I were to take my... If I were to do my list, right, I would say that jungle is definitely the most important. I think it's the most relevant. And it's overall the most important role in the game in terms of the impact that it has basically sure. at every stage. I would say that, honestly, and like, maybe I'm biased, but I think support is, like, the second most important role. Because it plays a similar role to jungle in a lot of times, where if you're getting out of lane and you're pushing, taking priority in bot lane, controlling your wave well, and, and working with your AD carry, you can move the lane or move yourself out of lane to rotate for those objectives quicker than any other lane can, because you don't lose as much by not being in lane. And you're also, like, in a lot of the times, a very important part of the team's utility whether that be oh, yeah. engage, wave clear, or zoning. Because I think right now, zoning is so fucking important in the game 
where like posturing <laughs> around objectives, posturing around towers and in lanes is so fucking important. So that's why a champion like Heimerdinger feels so fucking strong, right? Because Heimer yep. takes priority yep. and then postures like almost too aggressively and is very rarely heavily punished for that decision. And if you have a Heimer on your team, you can like 20 minute Baron as soon as it spawns. You can five minute Dragon as soon as it spawns. You can go to a Herald as soon as it spawns at eight minutes. You can pressure a mid laner back under their turret if they're being over aggressive by not even doing anything other than placing turrets down in the lane. Like this, this, the role itself, and it's not just Heimer, right? Because Karma is also doing this. The Radiant Virtue Karma build is very, very impactful right now. Oh, Ash yeah. is probably one of the most Ash. ridiculous fucking supports in the game right now, in my opinion. And it's like, these, I think some of the most relevant champions in the game right now are all in the bot lane, but as supports, not as AD carries. So I think support mm -hmm. is probably my second most important role in terms of its impact on the game. And then I would probably put ADC, then top, and then mid. That's a cool list. I think I'd put... I, I agree with a lot of that one. I think I'd put jungle support I'd say mid lane and then top eighty carry. Okay. Like from bottom to top? Or from top to bottom? Yeah, from top to bottom. Top to bottom. Okay. Okay. So you're saying eighty carry is the worst in the game at the moment? Yeah. Okay, that's a fair. Um I think what? mine personally from bottom to top would be uh mid. ADC, top lane, well, support top lane jungle. That's at least how it feels from my perspective. Very interesting that we all kind of have mostly different lists, but little then tiny top is all, but then like fucking jungle is always at the top. Yeah, jungle's up there. Yeah. I think jungle's up in a really good spot it's right like now. like playing with a losing jungle is playing 4v5. Like, it's just bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Which is why you need like, to fucking rotate for your junglers, guys. Come on, get the get the conversation out there. Get more people to rotate for me. Get more people to work for me. Come on. <laughs> Push your lanes, roam for jungle. Like you just, you help just me contest crab. Please help me contest yeah. scuttle. Help me invade their blue. Help me fucking take dragon. Please do this for me. I swear we'll win the game. I swear. Now I I feel like it's kind of hard for me to put ADC at the bottom. But I, I, I'm only saying that because they have to be facilitated for the most out of all the other lanes. I think that's fair. I mean, my whole perspective on Mandy Carey is, like, it definitely needs time to ramp up, which is why these ADC buffs are going to be so relevant in this next patch. Yeah. But even with that long wind-up time, when it gets past 40 minutes, I would rather have a Gigafed Caitlyn than have a Gigafed, like, Oh my fucking... god, Caitlyn right now. Yeah, like, I, honestly, like, I would rather have a Gigafed Caitlyn than a Gigafed Irelia. Because yep. Irelia could for sure get shit on in a team fight if she makes a misstep. But if I have a Caitlyn and I know that they're really strong, I'm the one playing around that Caitlyn. I'm the one keeping them alive in those team fights, and I can make damn sure that they stay alive. Yeah. And that's part of my point is that you have to make sure they stay alive. <laughs> no, and, and and I think that's fair, but like even I, I think in most situations, like your AD carry is going to be more relevant. like you can't peel for an Irelia most times. You're peeling for a Caitlyn. That's just yeah. The 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 the, the re, like the reality of the roles, but even with that reality, Caitlyn being super fed is always going to be more relevant at late game. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's just not a lot of my games go to that amount of time limit. Yeah, you I also get fucking demons cool. on your team, though. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I guess I should preface by saying that's the, the, the point that I'm speaking from, is if I have demons on my team, ADC feels so unplayable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is a t at the end of the day, it is a team game, right? So it's like you yeah. want all five of your players to be competent. Yeah, if you're not a member, it's at a severe disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, if, if there's one person, it, it doesn't really matter where they are on the map. If there's one person that is playing a bad game of League of Legends, it feels like shit. Yep. Oh, that also brings up one more point. The amount of games that I've been able to win with a losing top laner versus a losing bot laner is also pretty skewed as well because um i've played with a lot of losing top laners that we've been able to just win the game with anyways because the top because the bot lane is so strong that's another thing that i just remembered but yeah my thoughts on roll strength with adc i think as much as i just talk down on ad like Bot lane as a whole, I think, has felt the same that it has. Okay, no. That's the wrong way to phrase it. But it hasn't changed compared to everything else. So it just feels weaker compared to everything else. Um, and it, like you said, it just has to have that, that time to build up. But it's still worth it. So, like... That about bot lane hasn't ever changed. Um, but like with all the other roles getting their changes and like just bot lane not being touched at all, supports, uh, ADCs, like their items, um, except for like the few changes I'd say with Lord Dom's, um, and what was the last one? Storm Razor, uh, as of recent, um, like. It it just hasn't been given time to catch up, which I think is what they're changing next patch. Yeah. Um, and catching bot lane up, or at least ADCs to the rest of the game, uh, accelerating their damage, and hopefully just making them feel better and useful pre-20 minutes, which mm -hmm. is majority of when like the tipping point of the games happen, um, and people are most liable to throw games for you that's fair yeah but right now it's it's still perma prio meta um uh, yeah that's that's how i feel about it i i just don't think it's it they just haven't touched it compared to everything else so i i don't know it just statistically and like stats wise it just feels weaker but i don't it hasn't changed since yeah, I think that's fair. I definitely, AD Carry feels like it's gotten the shorter on the stitch, uh, stick for like updates recently in, in terms of like jungle got basically a full rework and now it feels like the strongest role in the game and top lane got a mini rework and it feels way more relevant than it has in the past. And yeah, yeah like last season, I never felt as impactful as I have this season. Yeah, Maybe it's that difference that makes me feel like top is a lot stronger than it is, but I don't know. I feel like, I still think jungler probably. Yeah, now that you guys, you know, you have the argument for it, 
I do think jungler is the strongest in the game. I think top is up there. I don't know. Because I feel really impactful as if I were playing Kazama. Like I said, don't discredit how strong top players are. <laughs> yeah, like I was going to ask you, like, I'm curious how a top lane seems to, like, an yeah, ADC no. player. Like, yeah, are you just fucking annoyed at the Kazantes? I'm annoyed at it because I can't do anything 17 minutes against a 2500 HP Orn, dog. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> I'm just going to get stepped on, and then that's it from there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, My whole thing is that, like, I don't know, man. Maybe I just have really shit top laners in my game all the time, but like top laners just never feel like they're going to carry the game. I think the most relevant a top laner has been in my games is when they split push really effectively or they're oh, yeah. like a really good tank team player. Like I, I Yeah, I think I think yeah, yeah, top lane sure. has really good possibility to be a good piece in the team. Like picking picking Orn or picking Sejuani top or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this is. I mean, we're never always going to fully agree on this kind of stuff, and, and unless the meta oh, like drastically sure. changes. So I think at, at at as the time being, this does sort of like. I think it's a, it's a decent enough spot to end the conversation because I don't think we're ever going to get to a point where we're like all just agreeing oh, about sure. the think, order. Maybe next we can come back and with the ADC changes, see exactly how our opinions change. See how much faster game to explore. Yeah. I think it's going to be an interesting topic to explore next week, for sure. I'm playing Crick Kindred every single game. And the mid laners are going to be Kindred. Oh, Cringe <laughs> Kindred. That's what it sounds like, but also Crick Kindred. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm looking forward to those changes. It's going to be interesting. We'll wait for the full patch notes before we do like a patch notes video on it, but sure. should yep, be fun. Yep. Should be fun to see what, what, what gets uh, shifted and changed. So Yeah. With that being said, that kind of brings us to the end of our basing segment and the end of this episode of Hextech Heroes. So with that being said, guys, do we have any shout-outs before we, uh, you know, end this episode? Shout-out, Emily. Shout-out, yeah. Emily! Um, I don't have any other shout-outs. My cat, Goober, who was nice this time. I was not being harassed this game. The good nice. ending. It's a good ending. One out of, like, ten fucking... <laughs> I don't know how many episodes, how many episodes are we in? Oh fuck this be, nine! This will be our ninth, yeah, or almost. I, ten. I think this is our ninth, and we've had two bonus episodes, which were like the uh, the LCS power ranking and the schedule change episode with David and Miracle. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you want to be really technical about it, like eleven, but as far as we're <laughs> counting, nine. Ten percent of the time, Goober's nice is what I've concluded. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I guess also both you and I's Twitters, Laughing Mage Lol, HH underscore micro. I should have probably changed it because it sounds like Hentai Haven micro. Bro, but... not keep oh, it, keep it, keep it for the Hentai oh, Haven. God. Keep you know, it for the you. Hentai I'll Haven post, waifu. I'll post a picture of boobs. No, I don't oh, yeah. yeah. If I say oh, that, somebody, like... somebody's going to view my thing. <laughs> a bunch of people in that community start following you on Twitter. Fuck. Expecting something happens. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> get it. They just, they just get League of Legends and Uber. <laughs> like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Not what I came here for. 
as far as my shout outs go, I would, I mean, obviously shout out to Emily as always every week. Got to yes. shout her out. Um, and then like, yeah, as, as Micro said, my Twitter, but also I am, uh, uploading stuff on YouTube kind of sometimes, uh, which is just laughing mage on YouTube. And also I have a, I have a TikTok. I have a single TikTok video out there. Um, I got, I haven't uploaded anymore. Cause quite frankly, I don't know how to do this whole TikTok thing. Um, I'm still figuring it out. And like, it took me a little while Nine to videos. edit that one video together. So I don't know how sustainable that is and i don't it was also like a funny moment that happened in a game and not something that happens every day so i guess it, it, it might be a little bit difficult to, to do super consistent tiktok content but i am trying to upload more on my tiktok which is just laughing mage on tiktok as well um so really just my social media is, is what i want to shout out because i think you, you'll get a little bit of bonus content a little bit more of an insight into what we do here at hextech heroes and like, I mean, as far as these particular ones I'm shouting out, particularly me, what I do and what my games look like. And like, I'm planning on doing two videos right now, uh, one for YouTube and one for TikTok. The YouTube video is going to be called the Olaf incident. It is oh, yes. Um, a, yes. a video where I'm playing Olaf and it is definitely something. Can't wait for this. <laughs> um, and then the other one is POV, Laughing Mages, Your Jungler. And it's going to be a compilation of every time I've stolen Dragon or Harold or Baron or basically every time I've stolen an objective and then the stupid shit that happens whenever I play jungle and then maybe like one or two really good clips because I do occasionally pop off but it's not all the time uh but But that's that's all I have to shout out so I think we'll bring this episode to a a close then so thank you very much for listening tuning into this episode of Hextech Heroes if you want to listen more to us, uh, I mean, we're going to be doing these episodes every single week. And if you want to be involved in some of these episodes, please, please, we're begging, we're pleading, we're crying. I'm on my knees. We're literally, literally begging you. Send us an email at hexaheroes at gmail.com or He's literally us, begging you. Or like, we'll just do it. Micro, micro, <laughs> if, you, if you want, okay. Please send us a message, anything you want us to talk about, a particular subject. If there's a question you want to ask any of us, please send it to our email or tweet at us or fucking private message us. I don't know how social media works, but please get it out there to us and we will try our best to get back to you in our next episode of Hexic Heroes. But until next time, thank you very much for listening. Bye. Have a good one.